And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Dietrich. Hi, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, Dan. Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you here. You know, we're still stuck with the uh, old mixer board this week. Hopefully next week we'll have a new mixer board, but uh, bear with us. The subject uh, for us to consider today is vocation and knowing the will of God. Um, I remember as a young man, um, probably as many young men and women go through, you know, you, you exit high school and you think, I wonder where the Lord wants me in this great big world. And uh, you have certain inclinations, certain skills, certain giftings, certain passions. And uh, it's a complex equation that sometimes never gets worked out until later on in life, you feel. But uh, God directs your steps, directs your paths, and he gives you all of these gifts and uh, passions for a reason. So today's discussion is about vocation and knowing the will of God. And who would like to get us started? Well, I, I could tell you, Dan, how you do it. You get the sheep fleece, yeah, and you take it and you let it out overnight, and and you get two choices. And if it's soaked, you know, <laughs> now that's the way Gideon did it. I, I guess that's uh, really yes. not for us. That's right? where that's coming from. <laughs> exactly. First of all, we better explain the word vocation. I, I can remember there was a time when that was a baffling word to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was in high school. I can recall clearly. Uh, it was in the the uh, junior in high school at uh, Stonewall Jackson High School in Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, that's a great name, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's a great name. high school. We had a big <laughs> high school. It was about twenty three hundred for three grades. You know. Yeah. Then they only had tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But I remember being ushered into the library, and we were told by the homeroom teacher we were going to take a test. And when we got there, we got an orientation, and they said these these tests are vocational tests. Mm-hmm. And I heard the word for the first time that I recall, and I thought, what in the world is vocation? I had no idea what they were talking about. They yeah. could have been testing me for lice. I wouldn't know, and yeah. they did that too, you know. I would have thought they said vacation, and I said, I'm for it. <laughs> so anyway, they said vocation. vocation. And I remember the big brown envelope and a whole bunch of tests, and for two hours we took tests, and uh, later on they told me, uh, I guess I missed my calling. They said I should have been an engineer. An engineer. <laughs> an engineer. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's that's interesting. That was one of my options. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting how these tests work, and sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not necessarily helpful. They certainly can't read very well the mind of God, but some things uh, are kind of um, kind of natural, too. I mean, some people are able to speak in front of, front of others, like you gentlemen are. And so it's at least consistent that you're ministers of word and sacrament. Um, but sometimes it's just not so clear. How about another um, story of what you Well, guys I will have say what the word vocation means. Through. It means God's calling. God's calling. Uh, vocation. It means that God has a call for you mm-hmm. and he has a purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's the key thing that it's God's calling. And that's so important, because no matter what it is, if it's God's calling, it's the best thing you can be doing. And very often, I think what we miss sometimes is, of course, we look at the big picture here, we're pastors now, but then a lot of times God has callings all through. So sometimes uh, maybe we'll be uh, flipping hamburgers at McDonald's Mm -hmm. or or doing other jobs, but that's still a vocation that God has given us. Uh, I yes. uh, I have a friend who wrote a book called Pro Existence uh, 
Udo Middleman. And he makes a good point there. Uh, sometimes our vocation simply involves making sure that we fulfill our role as father and husband. Yeah, and yes. we may temporarily have to do an avocation to get to our vocation, but it may be for a while to support the family. That's honorable, mm-hmm. too, because Paul right. says, work with your hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we get a little bit too narrow in this. Work in itself is a vocation. It is. That, isn't by it? the way, that's a victory for some people to get that idea. We need to to reinstill right. that into yes. our culture. Yes. That work is honorable, and uh, praise be to God that we have specific vocations. I'm I'm glad that I have a calling to teach uh, and to preach, uh, but it's also true. I I, I may have not. Uh, I probably would have been entirely miserable being an engineer. Yeah, it's not my calling. No, God had another path for my life. Yeah, yeah. and you mentioned the family, and that's uh, so very key. Um, if we were to seek some supposed vocation and, and neglect our family, uh, he d- doesn't take care of his family. He's worse than an infidel. I oh, think yes. the scripture right. says. Yes. So scripture that that, that is like a clear boundary condition. That's that's definitely a calling. If you're if you have a family, you must take care of them. That's that's the one of the highest of vocations, yeah, and, and that and that includes not just meeting their physical needs. In other words, with a job, which is very important, but also meeting their spiritual needs. And mm-hmm. and so, the vocation of husband is also being the spiritual leader of your home. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we could should add this too. Uh, there might be people out there who think. Well, God has called me, let's say, to be an engineer. And if I can't get an engineering job, I cannot sit back and say, well, I'm supposed to be an engineer. I'm not going to flip Mm -hmm. hamburgers to feed my family. That would be an entirely uh, wrong direction. It's a misunderstanding. Misunderstand. Yeah, Yeah. indeed. And I think what happens sometimes is is our vocation uh, sometimes supersedes our, our love for God. And oh, and I yeah. think sometimes that's when when God uh, takes that away, uh, mm-hmm. when our vocation becomes the be all and end all, and when in fact our vocation is a means to honor and glorify God. You know, uh, the Westminster Catechism first question, yeah, gives us our highest purpose and calling, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Right. Mm-hmm. What is the chief end of man? to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Yes. That is my first calling and highest That's calling, right. and yes. that would include taking care of my family and That's being right. a productive person. Yeah. I would say this, though. There is a misunderstanding, particularly in some religious traditions, about vocation. The word became uh, universal in the time of the Puritans. Uh, the Puritans understood that it wasn't just the preacher who had a calling, or it wasn't just the elder who had a calling in the church or the deacon. It was, in fact, every person in yeah. society. God has a path, and God has a calling for you that fits you. Mm. Uh, I think there was a book written, and uh, excuse me, I haven't read it. Everybody in my church has. <laughs> the Purpose Driven Life. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is a yeah. purpose for your life. And it goes back to Romans 12 and... First Corinthians twelve, and then the gifts is part of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the but church. it's not in the medieval period. The word vocation was uh, confined largely to the monastic life right. and mm-hmm. the religious life, and then everybody else got the impression they weren't yeah. called. 
Yeah. And it, and sadly, it, 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 that has carried over. It has carried over. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad because you're absolutely right. And it's one of the big frustrations I have when I've taught high school for a while there and at a Christian school and trying to get these high school students to get the concept that they need to to understand that God has called them to a vocation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, uh, well, I remember when I was in high school, you know, we had the old idea, well, God, if you haven't called me to be a pastor or, or a missionary, full-time Christian worker, then it's all up to me, and I, it's, it's almost like I'm free. And no. it's also almost as if you're a second-class member of the kingdom of God. Well, yeah, yes. then, then, yes, then yes. that was it. Yeah. Which is not the Which case. Which is not the case no. at all. Well, hold that thought. I see we're up against a break. You're listening to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about vocations and the will of God. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And God will make a way Where there seems to be no way He works in ways we cannot see He will make a way for me And He will be my We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. He will make a way for me, and he will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. We're talking about vocations and God's will for our life. You know, gentlemen, as um, we resume the discussion here, uh, I just have a thought. I want to throw it out for what it's worth. Um, It seems to me that you can't really know the end the way God does, and um, that um, sometimes you'll try some things. And you you learn where you best fit. Uh, For part of my life, I was an engineer. Um, Then I was a planner. Um, Yet in parallel, certainly I was a husband and father. Um, And I was serving in the church. You know, there was various uh, things that I was involved in. And now it's radio. But, you know, when I started off, even though I had an interest in radio, I never thought it would be uh, broadcast radio. had no idea. And uh, ultimately, I have no idea where it's all heading for me personally. 
uh, is just a matter of um, doing what's immediately before you, what you think the Lord is 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 placing on your on your heart, and what you do well. Um, is, is that part of it? Can you help me think that through a little bit? Well, I'm sure there are many out there who, uh, particularly young people, who are in a position uh, of of confusion over this. Yeah. Uh, and I know that to be the case because I deal with high school and college-age uh, young people in the pastoral ministry and in other capacities. And so there is a great deal of confusion about that. But the first thing I, I, I say to them uh, is, you know, the Bible does clearly sanctify work. And whatsoever your hands find to do, do it, says the apostle. Mm-hmm. So there is in one sense where don't get too uptight right away about this, uh, but but be moving in the right direction. Be doing something. Mm-hmm. As, as my father, who is uh, uh, getting uh, closer and closer to the 100, uh, wow. he says, uh, always ask a busy man if you need help. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they uh, will lend uh, a hand. They'll give you some help. So if you're seeking for God's guidance, um, you know, as you prayerfully, you know, seek seek God's face through prayer and Bible reading, you need to be moving ahead and trying things, not just sitting around saying, oh, I hope God will reveal his will to me. Yeah, I think you always are moving, but you're always mindful of that first thing that, that John mentioned earlier, that our chief end is to glorify God and yes. to enjoy Him forever. Yep. And so, whatever you do, you're looking to honor and glorify God in what you're doing. And so that you might you have a situation where you say, well, I can go in two directions, but in this one, I really feel I can honor and glorify God a lot easier than in this mm-hmm. direction, and therefore, that's the direction yeah. you go in. What about the testimony of others where they have some input, maybe some observations? Well, I think there's some practical uh, applications here, the way to arrive at this. There's no Mm -hmm. question. Uh Uh, I I can't believe that a person is going, for instance, this is quite clear. uh, God's not going to call you to be a professional baseball player if, in fact, you don't know how to play baseball. (laughs) Right. So we have to start at the beginning and realize that there's going to be some correlation between our gifts and our talents and what God calls us to do. And to help us discover our gifts and talents, not only do we need to be in the process of honing those gifts and training Mm -hmm. ourselves, but we have to also take seriously the observations of other people as to what our gifts and talents are. A pastor is a key person, but even more key than a pastor are the parents. Yeah, Mm -hmm. They're the first teachers Uh, for any right. young person. And, you know, most parents are very honest with their children. They will try to guide and direct them. Maybe sometimes we don't always do it with the greatest amount of wisdom. But we do have insight into our children, and I think That's one it. of the responsibilities we have to them is to help them understand who they are and to equip them for mm-hmm. that end so that they might find God's calling and will for their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got two stories. They both deal with my kids. Sorry about that. <laughs> They're going to have to suffer through this. One. But uh, my oldest son, you know, sometimes God just leads, and, and people know. Jeremiah knew that God called him to be a missionary pilot when he was four years old. Oh, that's neat. And he never wavered from that. Yeah. Never yeah. wavered from that. And hmm. you know, what's he doing today? He's a missionary pilot in Brazil. <laughs> And he he loves his work, and it's 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 great. Yes. Uh, my oldest daughter, and here's one of the things: don't 
ever try to second guess God and get too practical. Yeah. Sometimes we get too practical. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter uh, went to to Moody Bible Institute, and uh, she of all our kids is a superb student, graduated valedictorian, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Graduated Moody with some of the highest uh, you know honors there. She was at the mm-hmm. top of her class. What did she want to do? Well, she went into teaching, and she's very good at it. She's very good at almost anything she mm-hmm. does. Could she find a job teaching? No. She couldn't find a job teaching. Eventually what happened is she got involved with the church and got involved with women's ministry as an intern, and now that's her job. Okay. She works in women's ministry. She said one time, she said, you know, when I was a student at Moody, that's really what I, I, I wanted to do. That's really she what knew I felt. It, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, but she said, but I thought I, I could never get a job in that field, so that's why I went into yes. teaching. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. That's true. Th- that leads the the other question uh, yeah. that that truly, you know, God is sovereign. We've discussed that a great deal in all mm-hmm. of His ways, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has equipped us in many and various ways. But I also think that a young person has to remember that. Uh, God does give you your heart's desire. We're even told to pray along these lines. Mm -hmm. And so if you really are passionate about something, uh, that should first and foremost, I think, be explored uh, as to whether it is God's will and calling for you. Now, of course, the Scripture comes into play here in in a very important way. There are certain occupations that the Scriptures forbid, for instance. You can't engage in something that's illicit. Right. right. So we have guidance right away. Yeah. Uh, those things which are lawful are fair game, but those things which are not, they're off the table. That's right. Yeah. So we start right there, and then we refine. I think our sense uh, of what God wants us to do by by many and various ways. We use our reason. Mm-hmm. We use our affections. We use the counsel and guidance of other people to discover God's will for our lives. And I think, and I do say this to people sometime, it's important that you are under the word, mm. uh, that you're in a place where you are worshiping God and you're under the word, you're receiving his word and sacraments on a regular basis. You know, God speaks to people who are seeking his face. Mm. And that is an important matter. We should not forget that. I want to underline that. That is so important. <laughs> to, if you are close to God, see, one of the other th- ways that God shows us his will is he opens doors for us. Now, mm, if you're not yeah. close to God, sometimes you don't see the door he's opened. You won't see him. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's why it's always important to be close to you God. You have a tender heart towards the yeah. things of the Lord. You yeah. know what? You guys reminded me something here, and that is, uh, suppose you're a young person. Maybe you're listening um, today to this broadcast, you're you're you know you want to know the Lord's will for your life. Um, I'm older now, but I would encourage you to uh, be open to the input from older people, uh, the seasoned people. Maybe you're in your church, maybe an elder, maybe a deacon. Uh, hopefully, your parent, your mother, your father. They see your skills. Uh, they see uh, what um, what passions you have, what you're good at. Be very open to their input. It's just a practical way of helping to know the, the will of God and what the next step is to be. And and the other thing that I've observed in this discussion today is that it seems that the way the Lord works is that there often are various plateaus, certain things that the Lord places us in for certain seasons of our life. 
And uh, so that, true. That's the mm-hmm. will of God, also. So yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so true in life that mm. uh, there is a time and a season for everything, and there are times when we're doing one thing, and that's our opportunity. And that is our service. There yeah. are other times when we may. Yeah, I did meet Mark doing uh, ministry mm. at Waterbrook and holding mm-hmm. retreats. Now, yeah. there's no one that's better in the outdoors than Mark. He and knows I was just that. saying, I, somebody mentioned to me the other day that these retreats were wonderful. And Mark, apparently, you did a wonderful job when you were there. <laughs> well, he he also knows the outdoors like uh, nobody's business. It's yeah. where his heart is. And you've also found a place of service always, in one way or another, haven't you? Yeah. To yes. use that, yeah. With that, and it was uh, by God's grace. I'm, if you will, we call it tent making. But uh, sure. my my second uh, vocation right now is working at a mm-hmm. uh, resort hotel as. The nature specialist is my official <laughs> title, yeah. but I build trails, lead hikes, and tell people and That's explain really to the things that they see. Yeah, and and I love doing that. That's great. And obviously, you've got a belief in God. You know that He's created That's this right. world, and so uh, that in the background of everything is so much better right. than having somebody that's an evolutionist. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so we we do. And I and I I don't hesitate to say you know you know when I'm pointing things out. That the good yeah. Lord is is the one who has uh, oh, yeah. uh, done some of these things, you know. When I'm describing, you know, the and, trees and, they and we, yeah, and we have to keep our, our reason about us here. You know, the Apostle Paul mm. reminds us that all things. Remember, God has made all things uh, mm. good, he and has. he says all things are sanctified through prayer. Yeah. Uh, Paul didn't advocate sitting down and 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 uh, picking out between the dish: should I eat fish or should I eat? Yeah. Right. Uh, potatoes, uh, pray about it and wonder what God wants me to do. No. Mm-hmm. It's sanctified through prayer, just like nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think vocation means enjoying God yeah. and his good creation. <laughs> we may have specific callings as to uh, an occupation and a profession, but my, there's so much to enjoy, isn't mm, there, in right. life? Yeah. yeah. Again, that first question, we glorify God and enjoy Him forever, <laughs> and we enjoy what He has created. And, uh, yeah, and I just it's love beautiful. this. I love this concept, too, that was mentioned earlier today, that the Bible sanctifies our work, that God Himself sanctifies our work if we're, you know, living in conformity with Him, uh, His ways, I should say. Mm-hmm. Well, I see we're almost at the end of our discussion today, gentlemen. Um, Some wrap-up thoughts. Let's say somebody just joined us. They're tuned in. They realize, hey, they're talking about how to find the will of God. Um, How would you summarize what we said so far? Well, part of it, you know, going back to the Corinthians passage, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, you do all to the glory of God. And remember what God has put before you, you do it to his glory. Your employer, yeah, you're, you're working for your employer, but you're working to honor and glorify God, and so that you work as unto the Lord. Um, I think one of the greatest examples of a person finding their vocation and and living it and just uh, doing great is my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, God created her to be a nurse, and she does it well. She's a great nurse, (laughs) and and she does it to God's honor and glory. Amen. We also uh, find that we should remember, I think, uh, what what is it in uh, Philemon? That we are not to serve just simply... Uh, to please men, right? But to remember, even in our lowly service, even in this case, as a servant, even a slave, that he is to remember that there is one who has an eye on him. Mm. Right. Uh, I think being aware of 
of not only the goodness of God and all and his surrounding us with all things, but to be aware of his presence, that he yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, with us and beholds us, and that is a marvelous concept. Isn't that Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God? Yeah. Practicing yeah. the presence of he God. He was a cook, wasn't he? He worked in the kitchens. Did the best job. Yeah. I learned this from Booker T. Washington. Oh, mm-hmm. Reading an essay he wrote. Yeah. And that, that is a great story. Mm. I told it recently, and someone else had read the same oh, wow. story, where he went in to apply for a job, and Booker T. Washington, who was a, you know ex-slave, mm-hmm. and he went in, he was just a boy, and he was applying for the job, and so the man couldn't see him right away, and so he saw a broom in the corner and got up and swept the room and cleaned it, and the man came out looked at him and realized that this is a good kid, and he yeah. occupied himself. He told him he was hired. That's <laughs> how so he got his first job. That's, uh, that's, that's great. That's a great story. But he said, he, Booker T said he did it because God was watching. There you go. You know, as I uh, as we close here today, I'm holding in my hand a uh, uh, daily uh, scripture readings, and these are for Lent 2011. And um, this comes from... Um, uh, the Book of Common Prayer. I have found these readings to be very rich, and I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I've I've uh, read uh, a portion of Scripture, and I, I'm not faithful to read them all because I I just I don't do very good at it. But uh, the other day I was reading something from Jonah. Uh, today I was reading something from Hebrews, and almost like every day the Lord just brings to mind um, some directive for that day based on His Word. Uh, you know, the Lord really cares that uh, we have his peace. And when we're listening to him, as his spirit guides us, as we read his word, he will He will direct our path if we trust in him. Just a little simple truth there. And, and the other idea uh, I wanted to share is to ask others to pray for you. If you need direction in your life, go to one of the elders in your church. Share with him uh, that, that uh, you need some direction. You've got a uh, a decision to make, maybe, and uh, have that elder pray for you. Have your pastor pray for your your, your Christian friend, uh, your parent, young people. Sometimes there's a little bit of friction between you and your parents, but uh, ask them to pray for you. They will, and God will use it to direct your life. Well, I see we're out of time already. Today we've had in the studio the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. We've been talking about vocation and the will of God. Please send us your emails. We want to hear from you. Our address, ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Check out our website, redeemerbroadcasting.org. Look for all the postings of previous broadcasts of A Plain Answer. The MP3 downloads are free. They're linked to iTunes as well. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. May our Lord richly bless you today with His grace and His peace as you serve Him. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way He will make a way